careful we must be. Deserted this planet was, long ago, after many wars. It's time for Send in the Clones! Join your hosts, Uto and Robbie, on an epic journey through a galaxy far, far away as they follow the escapades of Anakin Skywalker and the Jedi Knights with the clone army of the Republic in their struggle against Count Dooku and the droid army of the evil Separatists. So step in and prepare for adventure because it's time to send in the clones! In this episode, Master Yoda arrives on the ancient Sith homeworld of Moraband for the Force Priestess's final trial. There, he confronts terrifying Sith aberrations before facing the ultimate challenge, Darth Sidious himself. Hey, Chips, it's your old buddy Bucho, a Clone Wars rookie. On my first ever watch of the Clone Wars, and next to me in the dropship, he's a Clone Wars veteran. On his third ever watch of the Clone Wars, he's the Yoda to my R2. It's your trusty pal, Robbie. Hello, everyone. And we are going to talk about the one... 121st episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars chronology. That's a magical number for me, Robbie. That's the number we've been sort of aiming for this whole time, and we're finally here. And it's written by Christian Taylor, and it's directed by Stuart Lee, and it's Season 6, Episode 13, Sacrifice. So, Robbie, how about we roll out with you letting us know what you remembered about Sacrifice, the final episode in Season 6, the final episode for several years of the Clone Wars before you rewatch that again this week. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it almost feels like the way that they did this is it, it's like that culmination of where we would end up, you know, if episode three started right away, you know? And it feels like a really, really good ending. Of course, now we have season seven coming. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's, you know, what are they going to do? How's this, how's this going to work? But it really felt like, especially when, when this got released, of course, it got released basically to physical and to digital and, and stuff like that it wasn't something that was just immediately aired on you know comedy central or wherever it kind of felt like a very nice way to wrap up the series even though you know there was that whole talk about oh there's only 13 episodes in the but it was it really felt good it to me this felt like a, a good way to wrap things up so so yeah i mean this is um i really enjoyed uh, this whole arc I mean, this is a great way to wrap it up. I love the, I mean, gosh, we get Darth Bane. I mean, that's something I never thought I would see in a canon form. It was just, it's just a lot of fun. Well, the fun begins with Master Yoda and R2 landing on Moraband. And it looks awesome, Robbie. The entire region they're overflying and landing in is jagged with these sharp mountain peaks and bathed in this kind of menacing orange. And the surface... Once Yoda and R2 land is scoured by windblown sand, and Master Yoda leaves R2 to guard the ship while he goes for a little walk to the Sith Temple, and after shrugging off some illusions of some snakes and some Sith warriors, Yoda enters the temple, and that's where he meets the aforementioned Darth Bane, the crusty old Sith who had kicked off all that rule of two malarkey back in the day. But, of course it turns out he's just another pesky illusion, so Yoda shrugs him off too and moves deeper into the temple, where he bumps into his old pals the priestesses, and they tell Yoda that all of the trials so far were their doing. But that in the next chamber that Yoda enters, he will be messed with by legit Sith, by the Sith of Yoda's time, in fact. And speaking of those dastardly fiends, Robbie, we also see that on Coruscant, those aforementioned Sith of Yoda's time, Sidious and Tyrannus are having a little get-together and planning to use the exact power 
he a d mundi had warned about in the voices episode that old trick of using yoda's connection to his former apprentice dooku to get at yoda and the image they choose to come at yoda with is an imprisoned sifo ds but again the illusion is no match for yoda and so at yoda's challenge the image dissolves into sidious and then Yoda's consciousness dissolves into a dropship with Anakin and Rex and a squad of clones who are overflying the industrial sector on Coruscant on their way to Dooku's position. And after finding his bearings, Master Yoda tells Anakin that if it comes down to it, if it looks like they're going to escape, they must execute the Sith Lord. So Master Yoda's not messing around, Robbie. How did you like this part one of the episode? I only have a couple of remarks here. I mean, apart from the fact that it looks super impressive and it's super atmospheric, I particularly enjoyed watching Master Yoda's ears waggle and bounce as he walks. <laughs> they appear to be so organic, it's almost mesmerizingly nice just to watch Master Yoda's ears kind of slowly bouncing as he walks. And the other note I have is that when I saw those Sith snakes, the first thing I thought of was the brain invaders' worms, and I thought Master Yoda was going to have to fight off these worms trying to get into his head, and there was millions of them, so I was terrified, but turns out... They were just an illusion. Yeah, I mean, this is... I feel like my biggest criticism for this part of the episode is that it feels very, at least for me, I was, like, sort of impatient. I was kind of like, okay, what's the point of this, you know? Robbie, after all Master Terasanube has taught us about patience. No, I, I, I get that. I get that. What I'm trying to say is what we're being shown feels very inconsequential to me. Because I, I feel like it's not getting to the heart of what this arc was leading toward. Sure. So it may just be, you know, it may be my own fault. But I'm sitting here and I'm going, okay, this Darth Bane stuff is neat looking. The idea that, oh, now we're going into a room that, that Sidious and, and Tyrannus are sort of like, like you said, controlling the, the you know, what we're seeing and, and, and what Yoda's experiencing. I'm not understanding the point of it. You know, what is the point of getting to this from this point of view of these avatars of the force the representation of the force what's the point what is the main goal of showing yoda all of these things so in a way i kind of feel like some of the meaning is lost because i feel like it's really just kind of showing us some action beats without any real like i feel like a lot of the real substance was shown to us in the previous episodes right you know it, it, am i am i being too critical here it seems like three tests that are the exact same thing right it's testing whether he's brave enough to push past the illusion or to recognize an illusion for what it is right and i i guess there's a at least what while i was watching it again there's that sort of impatience even though i'm enjoying what i'm watching you know the it's almost like he's waking up from a dream you know in the middle of a some sort of battle sequence it's interesting but to me the meaning is lost i mean it's interesting you got you know darth bane who comes in and it's mark hamill voicing it which is really kind of neat it just kind of feels like okay but 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 why i don't know I, that's kind of how i'm feeling about it you know the sifo stuff is it almost seems almost like just arbitrarily thrown in there there's not really any real meaning any meat to it but I don't know. I feel like I'm being too critical of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you loved this arc, Roby. I thought this was your beloved arc. Oh, it is. I, I enjoy the arc as a whole. I just feel like, you know, we're at the end of, you know, not just this arc, but this series, right? And, and you kind of feel like you'd save that meat for the end. I feel like we've already gotten the meat. Now we're just kind of... Getting dessert? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair enough, I guess, Robbie. I was just sort of watching it and enjoying it, not even thinking too much about meaning or what have you, but I definitely get what you're talking about, where it starts to feel a little bit repetitive when, oh, look, it's just another illusion. Oh, wow, another illusion. It's all just illusions. And then when we get to the priestesses and they say, yeah, we did those illusions too. So not only in the previous episode were you dealing with our illusions, now it's more of our illusions. So I, I get what you're saying. Maybe that is repetitive and I guess inconsequential. But maybe the second part of the episode will float your boat more, Robbie. And you might need a strap in here. It's possible I took way too many notes for this summary. So <laughs> get comfy because we're going in now with Anakin and Rex and their squad to move in on Sidious and Dooku's position, but Dooku's Sith Lightning puts those troopers out of commission, and then we have Anakin leaping in to throw down with Dooku, who, to Yoda's chagrin, Anakin decapitates in the exact same manner as we see in Revenge of the Sith. Because remember that Master Yoda said, if they look like they're about to escape, then we execute them. But he has Dooku dead to rights, and there's no way Dooku's going to escape. Anakin executes him anyway, but then Master Yoda follows Sidious outside and starts to lightsaber duel him, but it's not a duel for long. It becomes a... What's the... What do you say when it's three people instead of duel, Robbie? Trial? Truel? Trial? I should look that up. But anyway, it reverts again to a duel shortly after that because Sidious force chokes and Sith lightnings and force throws Anakin, knocking Anakin unconscious and thereby rending Anakin, a mere pawn in his game with Yoda forcing Yoda to split his attention by force lifting Anakin to prevent him from falling to his death while fighting Sidious at the same time and eventually Master Yoda lifts Anakin back to safety while taking a blast of Sith lightning in the back and he says he's ready to do what it takes if it means stopping the Sith and then the walkway jolts again Robbie forcing Sidious to make a climb for it so Yoda who had earlier given that order to execute the Sith Lords if that's what it takes to prevent their escape. He has a choice here. Yoda can throw his lightsaber at Sidious and take out Sidious because Sidious is trying to escape and if he escapes, Yoda knows what's going to happen. But if he misses Sidious, he could hit the walkway which is just behind him. He could hit that junction. And if that happens, then they both die. So either way, Sidious dies. But there's a risk that if Yoda misses Sidious, then Yoda will go down too. But Yoda's ready to make that sacrifice. And so he does hurl his lightsaber at Sidious. Which is exactly what he said they should do to prevent a Sith Lord escaping. But Yoda misses Sidious and his weapon instead strikes the junction between the damaged walkway and the solid walkway. Finally fully severing Yoda and Sidious' half of the platform and sending them both tumbling. Except they aren't both tumbling because Sidious is gone and Yoda is left holding Sidious' empty cloak. Which for some reason... He doesn't fashion into a handy parachute. <laughs> That's what I thought in that moment when he lets it go. Like, Yoda, you only weigh about 38 kilos. That's a massive cloak. That could be your parachute. But Yoda doesn't. And he falls toward the ground below. But then Yoda wakes up, still on Moraband. And Serenity tells Yoda that Qui-Gon will guide Yoda to learn how to maintain his consciousness after death. And she also says, for some reason, there will be another Skywalker. And then Serenity white lights out and we hear Yoda telling Luke that there is another Skywalker as he dies it's like a flash forward almost like he's hearing his own future and then we hear a Vader breath and then Master Yoda goes back to R2 back to his ship and the Jedi foam to Coruscant and they're back on Coruscant in that Jedi temple courtyard Yoda meets with Mace and Obi-Wan and Yoda chooses not to tell his fellow Jedi anything specific 
about what he's seen or learned. He's just going to keep it close to his chest for now. But what Master Yoda does say is that he is no longer certain that victory in the Clone Wars is possible because he believes that in fighting the battles themselves, already lost we have. But Master Yoda also tells Mason Obi-Wan that he has seen a new path to a possible victory for all time, Robbie. Not victory in the Clone Wars, but victory for all time. And I've just talked way too long, so Robbie, let's go with your remarks on the rest of the episode. How did you like the second part of Sacrifice? Well, and that, I guess this kind of continues on from what I talked about in the first half. Because it, knowing that it's not real... It almost feels a bit inconsequential. Sure. It's really just to kind of a test, you know, that the priestesses have put on Yoda, right? So in a way, it's not inconsequential, but at the same time, it kind of feels like, okay, but what did Yoda really learn here? So, you know, when it really comes down to it, I feel like this is not only just a wrap up to the Clone Wars and to this arc, but it's sort of rounding out Lucas's vision of what he sees Star Wars is. And when he says victory for all time, we're talking about Return of the Jedi here. Yeah. You know, we're talking about a wrap-up of the whole saga. So in a way, it's sort of bittersweet to me. Sure. You know, the, this whole ending, it's kind of Lucas's final word, almost, in a lot of ways. So it's going to be interesting to see, I mean, now, you know, if we're looking at Star Wars as a whole, it's going to be interesting to see how Season 7 continues this, or is it going to be something where, in a lot of ways, it's going to just feel like an extra chapter just thrown in there? You know what I mean? It's going to be interesting to see how things, you know, for Star Wars as a whole, what it's all going to mean. All I can say is that for me, this is a wrap-up to what I feel is Lucas's final word on what Star Wars means to him, and what Star Wars, I guess, what he thinks Star Wars should mean to us. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I'm kind of curious as to what you feel about that. I mean, do you feel that it's a, you know, a a good end to this journey that we've taken with, with Lucas up to this point? I thought it was a very clever way to kind of cut through that feeling of hopelessness that has hung over this entire season, ever since the Fives arc. That whole arc just felt so hopeless in this. I mean, especially with the way it ended. I mean, it couldn't end any other way. Fives, you know, pretty much had to either die or have his mind wiped or something. And so there was a sense of hopelessness that was starting to hang over the saga as we got closer and closer to the end of the Clone Wars because we know what happens in Revenge of the Sith. We know that it only gets worse for all of the characters that we love. And so I thought that it was a clever way and a, a nice way to end it with Yoda saying that he feels they'd already lost the Clone Wars by that time. I mean, it is obviously going to get a ton worse, but the fact that he said, we've already lost this battle, but there is a new path that will take us to an actual victory. I just thought that was a good way to actually bring some hope back into the show because it started to feel quite hopeless in these last, I mean, in this last season, you know? Yeah, if you really think about it, I mean, the whole prequel trilogy is you know it's just kind of a downer <laughs> you know what i mean there's it's a tragedy for sure yeah yeah and even in kind of filling in these gaps with this series it still feels like there's a lot of even though there's kind of moments of you know levity and moments of triumph you know we're inevitably leading to this very very <laughs> this very very dark chapter in star wars so yeah i mean i feel like it's an incredibly hopeful way of of ending it and Dare I say it's uh, kind of poetic, the way it ends. I really, really just thought it was uh, a nice touch. 
Well, speaking of nice touches, Robbie, let's get to our standout shots of the episode. What was your favorite shot of season six, episode 13, Sacrifice? I gotta say, even though I've kind of said that it felt a little inconsequential in a way, I love the shot of Bane just all up in Yoda's mug. For some reason, there's something really awesome about that and the way that Yoda is just sort of looking back at him defiantly. It was one of my favorite shots for a long time. So it's, uh, yeah, there's something really, really, I guess lore-wise, there's something just really awesome about that shot. Mine's a pretty basic one. It's Master Yoda standing at the edge of the teetering platform, his lightsaber extended towards Sidious, and his other hand extended toward Anakin Skywalker, who was floating unconscious in the background. And there's just a grimace of fierce... Jedi Master Determination on Master Yoda's face. And just, I mean, you already love Yoda and you kind of love him even more in that moment that even though he's in this illusion, I think we're supposed to take it as the illusion being so effective that in that moment he believes that what's happening is real. So he's not in a test. He's in a real moment and he is doing everything he can to save Anakin and to take down Sidious. So that's my shot of the episode. And before we bring this one in for a landing, Robbie, we need to sum up and give our ratings. So... After your latest watch of Sacrifice, how did you like it? Where does Sacrifice sit on that four-star Robbie scale? This one's really hard for me to rate because, as I've, I mean, I've given away many, many times, I love this arc, I love the way that this ends, but I can't help but say that, you know, like I said, that it feels a lot of inconsequential things happen. How many times am I going to say that in this episode? But all I'm saying is that, you know, when you keep seeing visions, it starts to lessen its impact a little bit for me. Sure. So even though I love this arc, I love the way it ends. I feel like there's many, many shots that we could discuss that are almost iconic. It's a beautifully shot episode. I still kind of can't give it a perfect score. I'm going to give this one a 3.5 out of 4. Yeah, I've got it about the same spot, Robbie. I've got it at 8 Force Priestess Illusions out of 10. And I don't think I could say any better than what you just said. That There's a lot of style. It's maybe not quite as much substance as I'd want, but I did enjoy the entire episode and I've enjoyed pretty much this entire arc. So I get why you're a fan of it and I get why you've rewatched it a bunch of times. And that's Mission Accomplished for Season 6, Episode 13, Sacrifice. And... That's mission accomplished for sending the clones, Robbie. The goal from the get-go was to finish all 121 episodes before Season 7 started, and here we are. I mean, technically, we were trying to finish it before February, and, you know, here we are quite a long way into February so far because Lucasfilm was kind enough to give us a bit, <laughs> a bit of a reprieve on that pressure and push the start of Season 7 back into the last third of February. But now we can get ready for our next mission, Robbie, Season 7 itself. So, Robbie, won't you please let the troops out there know what do we have coming up between now and the first episode of Season 7? So we've got much more to come. We've got some top five episodes that we were... I should say it's an episode of our some top five moments or top five characters. There's there's some, some extra stuff that we want to do here. We also want to do maybe a like a slight review maybe a little bit of uh, the trailer coming up here for, for season seven so ee, stay tuned we got more to come yes sir and of course the troops can join us again next time for one of one of those episodes but we have already seen that the 122nd episode in the starwars.com clone wars chronology season seven episode one will be the bad batch 
It's going to be directed by our old favorite Kyle Dunleavy, and it's written by Brent Friedman, who also wrote that Morello Ivalak and the Wacken Gascon arc, Robbie. How about that? Brent Friedman. Ooh, boy. Of Wacken Gascon fame. <laughs> and until then, this is your old buddy Bucho alongside your trusty pal Robbie, and we are out. Remember, you can support Sending the Clothes for free simply by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or any other podcast platform, and Bucho and Robbie will read the review on a future feedback episode. And speaking of feedback episodes, you can also send either a text or an audio message of 60 seconds or less to Bucho and Robbie at gmail.com. The council has assembled. They are eager to hear your report. Afraid. Not much there is to say of my journey. So, nothing significant happened to you out there? Yes. And no. To the end, we are coming now. Did your journey give you insight on how to win the war? No longer certain that one ever does win a war. I am. For in fighting the battles, the bloodshed, already lost we have. Yet, open to us, a path remains. That unknown for the Sith is. Through this path, victory we may yet find. Not victory in the Clone Wars, but victory for all.